0: Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Dulcet Tones of Saints Radio. We're blessed today to be joined by Monica Terrell, who has been in a contract holdout for the past few weeks. Late last night, we signed a a new contract, and uh, she's back with us today, so... It's good to have you back. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much. It's good to be back. <laughs> Did we negotiate my wages? That's
0: right. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've doubled what we normally pay you. So, uh, <clears throat> hope everybody's doing okay out there. And um, we're very grateful to be here in a uh, in very uh, rich presence of the Lord. Nice warm broadcast room, and uh, we are getting ready to go this evening to Belgium. And there we will be ministering at the Church of Alan and Colette, Gwening, and then we'll go cross nation to Tournai to minister with Pastor Michel Barbez and we'll be meeting our uh, many folks from France and many from Luxembourg and from different prayer groups and that precious church of people that are standing with us as brothers and sisters. We're of course very very blessed to be ministering with Luke and Sylvie and I know that Francois Stuss will be there uh, who has been a long-time uh, representative of our network, and um, I don't know who all else is coming. I didn't. I don't think we have a manifest of registration, but it's going to be a uh, a very a very full itinerary. Um, it's going to be a short one, which is something that I. I like, you know, sometimes when we go overseas, people say, you're not staying very long. And, you know, I appreciate that. But we have a a church here. We have Saints Network responsibilities. We're developing materials, writing. We are uh, reaching into many nations at the same time. So we have to be very judicious with with what we do. And even though we love these folks, uh, we go in, hopefully accomplish everything that the Father wants and get back. So um, we know that many of you were praying. We're very thankful for the ongoing ministry of Horizon that Port St. John is so faithfully coordinating. (coughs) And um, we, we thank you for your prayers. We'll be back Monday night. And uh, should be here with you a week from today. So that should be a, a great, great blessing. So that's that's my story.
1: Amen. <clears throat> I look very much forward to being with our saints there in Belgium. I've been <clears throat> over the last couple of days really focusing my intercession towards that and you know in this in this month of December you talk about being gone for a long time you know December is typically fairly busy and um, and yet God is is really uh, how do I say this I I guess I should say there's um, I have felt like contention in the spirit realm on behalf of the focus of this mission which leads me to believe that it's very prolific. And it is the last journey that we're taking of the year, ministry journey, and and our original intent, which was initiated last December, was to go into that church in Tournai and pray with that congregation on First Saturday, and it was such a powerful, powerful expression of intercession and prophetic release, and really propelled that church into their calling as of intercession, alongside with the saints and the saints network and that just absolutely I know bless the father and Blesses me to no end and so the Lord very clearly spoke that we were to go back and do something similar this year and uh, And I love that because it brings us back to the foundation of who we are and the foundation of of this network which is intercession and and us meeting together with saints all over the world before the throne on behalf of his directive and and so I'm I know the enemy hates that because there's no more powerful arsenal that we have than our intercession and our agreement and so I know God's going to do some really strategic and pro- prolific things not just there but also when we go into Verviers with Alan and Colette I just keep seeing this bright shot this bright light shining in the midst of darkness and I know that that is a picture of of what he's gonna what he's doing and what he's gonna manifest and so I am um, just very much expectant and uh, happy to be up and moving about. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. More
1: than I can say. <clears throat> I'm grateful
0: for that too.
1: So please, this Saturday, be in prayer with us. Just know that there's a large congregation, including Alan and Colette, and, and members of their church, and members from um, other congregations all over that that great nation, and uh, France, and Luxembourg, and um, I don't know who else will be there. But we'll be together there praying, and, and we certainly will be joining with all of you throughout the world that come together and pray, let's make this last first Saturday of 2019, this year of grace, just so dynamic. And let's move heaven and earth. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't, I mean, that's just not an expression. I mean that literally, let's see, let's let's press through into, into his throne of grace and really um, make a huge impact in the realm.
0: Amen amen well we're in agreement and um, that's a good thing we will be uh, as usual sending some kind of a uh, directive in the next day or two I guess and um, I, uh, I look forward to that time of being before the throne knowing that saints from around the world are targeting that same time frame <coughs> to do you know to do what the Lord what the Lord would have us do before his throne and um, I'm looking, looking forward looking forward to that um, there'll be some things that we do later this month where we invite our network to, to welcome the calendrical new year uh, we, we are already moving in that cross-current of grace and wisdom. Um, and I, I suppose that out of all of the, of course, I don't want to make a blanket statement, but in the Bible, as we've studied the seven spirits, we've seen that grace and wisdom move together. They blend together. Um, the enemy likes to target, according to what the Scripture says, Um, grace and wisdom and he wants to remove that from the vocabulary of the saints and I I believe that grace is always the foundation upon which true wisdom flows and so even though we're entering into what we recognize calendrically as a year of wisdom we are not really abandoning or transitioning out of grace um in fact i would s i i'm just i'm just astounded at from my personal expressions before the Lord how the spirit is continually touching grace still i mean it it is it's not petering out i mean it's not winding down uh to welcome something new so we're going to be continuing to move hand-in-hand in hand in grace and wisdom, but we do need to recognize that in God's timetable, there's there's going to be a, a heightened measure of wisdom which turns the, the darkness, uh, penetrates the darkness with his light according to his direction, and um, I I know that there are some things that God's going to be asking us to do to embrace that. Now I know we've got um, New Year's Eve is on a Tuesday, but then we come rolling into first Saturday on that weekend, and I would suspect that we do something um, in a coordinated effort in those days. But just you know, you don't want to get in a hurry and speak before the Lord has actually put a stamp on something. and um, But just know we're going to honor that because we've got so many things that God has laid before us in this new year. It's, it's just an astounding, it's an astounding thing. You know, I, I was speaking with Pastor Luciano and Yawala yesterday. And um, those those folks down there are are planning in October to rent a, a what they're calling a convention center, and they they want an entire weekend of of ministry with um, these pastors in that association and their church members, so this that is something that they are hungry for and they are putting together and um i'm just hearing about it and trying to give you know directives concerning what we know works and so um because so many of them are coming from other ministry associations and they have certain traditions and they have certain ways that they've seen ministry offered but what we've learned over the years is um, of course you want to always be sensitive to the spirit and to be instant and obey but there are just some things that with our message you have to do very deliberately and succinctly otherwise it's not going to work. you know we, we have to establish the foundation. Of intercession and diversities of tongues, and why we do what we do biblically, and that's the framework upon which everything else comes. So you can't just bring in four hundred new people and just ignore that responsibility. Um, you you have to you have to set that in motion. So how to do it is the issue, which is really nice to be able to rely on wisdom. But that's that's something very exciting, and you know there are a lot of other things that are going to be happening in this new year that we already know God has set in motion. But um, I'm I'm looking for the plowman who is going to come rolling through here as we're reaping, <laughs> and. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to that. So we just need to be, we need to be very sensitive to what the Spirit uh, says, and we need to ask God for. Well, we well no, we need to make ourselves very, very much submissive to Him, stating that we don't want to begin in the spirit and continue in the flesh. We want to honor him uh, with the sacrifices of righteousness, um, letting him know that we are reliant on following him through this. Because, you know, again, if you look at all of the things that are set in motion right now, that are already scheduled, major things, it would be easy for us just to follow that, with what our experience has been, or what we what we've learned, and, and um, we're going to have to rely on some of that, because that's just the way God does things. But um, we really have to we have to yield ourselves to the Spirit of Wisdom, and welcome Him to embellish the plans, change them. Instantaneously redirect our 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 agendas uh, to be sensitive to hear things that we've not seen or heard yet, and um, I just uh, I just know that that's going to be the theme of how we welcome this new year, and so, but how we're going to do it is going to be up to the Lord. Comes in. Yeah.
1: And that, it really sheds <clears throat> such a beautiful light on the reality that, you know, it's grace that propels us forward. It's grace that blows the doors open. It's grace that um, empowers, but it's wisdom that shows us how to go in and come out. And yeah. that's what God's going to give to us in just dynamic ways. I think even like I don't know. I mean his wisdom has led us over the last 22 year, 23 years so meticulously and so strategically. And you know, hindsight is 2020. 20. You don't always see it in the midst of it. The clarity of it because you do and you teach. We 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 do and then he brings the revelation so often, but just looking back at the way his wisdom has led us it's just, it's remarkable. So I'm, <clears throat> I'm really looking forward to even, you know, if wisdom is, is really in the progression of his ways, and you could say this about the prophetic, you could say this about any number of his spirits, but if wisdom truly is the segment where he reveals more about himself, because him revealing more about himself leads you to him revealing more of his plan because you can't separate those two things you can't separate him from his purpose and so just you know sometimes you look at wisdom and it 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 kind of seems a little sterile it kind of seems a little bit um oh gosh what is what is the expression that you always say nuts and bolts it kind of it it kind of has that kind of air to it, but it is such an intense, passionate pursuit of Him because it all comes through the devotion and the relationship that we have through Him. Every every part of wisdom that you see through, even through the Old Testament, the it comes through that relationship and that commitment, that faith, and um, so I'm really looking forward to to knowing him in a deeper way through his wisdom, uh-huh. in a more intimate way, and in, in, in a way that convicts my soul to, to even be more committed. Because there's such a, um, a solidifying, there's such a, an establishing, and I know it says knowledge established, but establishes, but, but his wisdom is the pathway to that. And so I, I just think that we're in for a really remarkable year. But you talked about grace, and I, I wanted to share a passage that the Lord gave me um, recently about grace. That that you know, grace. <laughs> it, it. I mean, grace. What did What did you say? Is really the foundation of I don't know. It just it plays into everything that we are and we do. And um, I was reading the the letter to um, the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that the Apostle Paul said, and he says, For I am the least of the apostles, that I am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. God. But then he says, But it is by the grace of God that I am what I am. Uh, Isn't that just powerful? Mm -hmm. It is by God's grace that he is who he is. I mean, his grace is our identity. And then he says, and his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I have labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God with me. And so his identity and his function, he, he, he gives complete and total ownership of that to grace. And wow. I just think that's just so powerful. Wow. <laughs> You can't, you can't ta- he, it, it. You can't leave it out of any part of our of the equation of who we are, and what we're called to do. So we better hang on to it. We better continue to flow in it. We better continue to to press into it. And um, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. Um, a passage that we were speaking of a few weeks ago out of Hebrews. Um, let us have grace. That is, that's the summation of all of those heroes of faith from Hebrews 11. And he goes rolling down through that pathway of sonship then and how you really accomplish exploits in partnership with the Lord, like has just been listed. And then he comes and he said, let us have, let us have grace. Um, So, I you know people debate about who wrote the book of Hebrews. Um, I
1: think it was a Hebrew.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But you know, a guy that liked coffee. A a lot of people like (laughs) think that it was Paul. Um, I kind of lean toward that, but uh, the point though is, is that we gotta have grace. That's that was a great verse you read.
1: Because of his grace, I am what I am.
0: The Popeye verse. Yeah. I am what I am.
1: Yeah, and I labor, yeah, it is It is every part of my labor. And you think, too, about, about just grace and wisdom and about what you just said. Oh, Lord. Because, well, just uh, it was such a great thought when you were saying it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, could you repeat what you just well, said? Well, you know the the thing about it is
1: oh the wa- oh oh I remember. Yeah, go ahead. No, you were talking about the Hebrews, and you were talking about the all those champions of faith, and grace. I mean it, it it propels us into the walk of faith. It 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 does, and it empowers us in that walk of faith. But that walk of faith is where we're tried. Is where are you gonna stay the course are you gonna walk this walk of faith when it and call those things that be not as they are as though they are wait call those things that be not as though
0: they
1: are as though they are. are you gonna stay the course or are you gonna walk it out to fulfillment and in the midst of that place it's almost like the Sila, our faith is tried, and we become as gold which is really to me the manifestation and the fulfillment of wisdom and so um, it's just such a beautiful progression. Yeah. And then it's just, a, yeah. So, yeah. Because,
0: yeah. you know,
1: it, this walk of faith is not easy. <laughs> and and it's, it's, I have felt every measure of fire. I have felt affliction. I have felt um, oppression. I have felt resistance. I have felt. Um so much contention and static and and oh, I could just give you all kinds of descriptives just over the course of the last month, just in the midst of this walk of faith, but I know that I know that I know that it is for the fulfillment of some of a tremendous breakthrough. and um, and in so many ways, I, I sense that it's like um, a final blow to a lot of things. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like you know you go in the cycle a lot of times, and you overcome, you overcome, you overcome, and you come back around and you overcome. and And I feel like there's a there's a lot of things that we've contended for over the the course of the years that have replayed, and, and in a deeper, deeper level, we we address them, we contend for them in the faith, we. We wore, the, we wore on behalf of them to overcome them. But I feel like this battle right now is a final blow for a lot of things that we've contended with over the years. And for that, I am so thankful. And And so I declare that because there's some things God is saying, it's finished. We're not looking back. We're going forward. We're not going to have to fight this battle again. And I'm ready for that. So if there's anything in your life that you've been challenged by over the course of the years that keep I mean I've I've been ministering a lot with some of the young people over the the last week and they they experience the same things. It's like they they understand the principle of of dying daily and the deliverance and that kind of thing, but things that from their youthful lust and things like that have had to overcome and then because they're in the world and they're still learning to overcome they're having to revisit them because the enemy is so relentless and um, and I, I don't know I just see a finality to um, to a lot of things that have tried to trip us up
0: hmm. so well I, I stand with you in that proclamation that um, to anybody there who certain Aspects of challenge have resurfaced, or seem to be um, manifesting themselves somewhere in your thinking, or and so many of those just come out of the blue. Yeah, they you do. You know, you think, where'd that come from? And it's God giving you an opportunity to say, okay, this goes out to the curb, and you you have to do it quickly, and it goes back to that thing where. Uh, we talked recently about how the Lord's talking about all these powerful things, and He says, When you stand in prosuke, you forgive and you send away. You, yeah, you get it away. Yeah, that's so good. And yeah. you, you have to do that. Um, and it kind of goes along with what bringing, casting down imaginations and bringing every thought into the obedience of Christ and. You know, you you have to police that and you bring it to your identity as Christ like, as being an anointed son with a mission. And
1: And you know, a big key to that too is what you talked about on Sunday, about the rejoicing in the mm-hmm. midst of that. You offer up thanksgiving and in, in rejoicing in the midst of it and
0: yeah, well, tomorrow night on Wednesday Night Live, that, that part two of that message is going to come. And there are a lot of really significant um, formulas, three-part formulas that that are listed in the Scripture regarding rejoicing. And it really is an atmosphere. I mean, it's, it's an atmosphere. You know, bitterness is, a, is, is, a, is an acquired atmosphere it's there's not a spirit of there's not some thing that just comes and takes you you cooperate with that you you welcome it and you you let yourself become pickled in that and um, then you become drunk by it well that's really the antithesis of rejoicing and so if you can see that if you can see that spiritual dynamic how it plays out in bitterness how much more do you see the, the, the proactive measures of how to welcome the spirit of rejoicing and you know it's interesting that you fail in grace um, through bitterness but you succeed in grace through that underlying current that pervasive current of rejoicing and um, why in the world the Spirit has really focused on this now. It's like so many of these concepts of grace, if you want a primer on the line upon line of the Father in His timetable, you look at the way God has developed our understanding of grace and partnering with Him over the years and it's it's as if he reserves specific steps for specific seasons and inherent in them is very specific agenda of understanding and you know it's almost like you have to go through certain mistakes and failures before you can really understand a deeper principle you know it's like i think i referenced this on sunday edison where i think he tried over a hundred times or so to build the incandescent light and they said did you consider those failures he said no i consider those a learning of what not to do and um and I think you know you you have to overcome before you gain a crown. You have to you have to go through something to do before you can teach. And um, I think that God, bringing all of these different aspects of grace now. Um, is from a lot of perspectives but I think it definitely is that precept upon precept thing but it's also look you've you've seen uh, how not to do it in so many ways as you've pursued grace now you can maybe understand more clearly how to do it in rejoicing Um, Because I'm just going to tell you, I've deliberated over so many of these things recently. These messages recently have come out of the cauldron of God causing me, and I'm not lamenting this, I'm thankful for it, to lay a lot of things down. And, you know, I, I have to admit that had I not dealt with things and failed in certain things, I would not really be able to understand these concepts. Now, it would have been one thing for somebody to tell me 15 years ago, you got to rejoice. Well, that would have been about as welcome as mud in a cup of water. I mean, to me, we were just trying to survive. We were breaking through. And the one thing that I can say about the saints is that we've held on to the best of our ability to purpose and we've not abandoned the calling. But for God to be bringing these things now, I can look and say, yes, I understand this concept because I have I have gone through the college of hard knocks and a lot of these other things and I can see how reactions and Seated feelings that are natural and normal. You know, it's like what it's like what the epistles say um, uh, be angry and sin not. You know, you there are things where we faced anger, but thank God we haven't just purposely gone on a rampage of missing the mark regarding it. But to to know how to you know it's like Saul Saul had anger about what the the first battle with the, the king that wanted everybody to give their right eyes and he had anger the problem was you know he didn't he didn't learn much from that anyway I'm just rambling now obviously did I have to tell you that that I'm just rambling? <laughs> So we look forward to what God's going to do and um, what he is doing. And we're just so grateful for you faithful ones who have stood and um, just continued on with the Lord. There's a special reward for you in that from God. And um, I, I just pray that we, that we can successfully move in this momentum of the Spirit. And we keep moving in the flow of what He requires. Because it's a good thing to be on that wave. And um, I don't want to do anything to break or allow something to break that current. Because, I, you know, we can look and we can... We give thanks to the Lord. It's not by our doing. But we can see the way He's moving. We can see the way He's speaking and the way He is communing with us in... In ways that are beyond whatever measure of intimacy we've known in him, which is a wonderful thing. That's always going to be that way with God. We can see in some ways the breakthrough out of Selah into a measure of fulfillment. And it's 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 a wonderful thing. It's kind of like what you're supposed to be doing as sons. Um as God completes a certain phase you you rejoice and you you look at what he's done and that gives you a perspective as to what's coming and it, it really is the privilege of sons and you don't have to wait till the seventh year to do that you know that's, that's the beauty of God because his ways are following a more extended pathway but his ways are functional and true in the midst of every one of the segments. Anyway. I
1: almost feel like he's teaching us, or giving us um, a resolve in the midst of the journey, in the midst of the battle. And the only way I can describe this is, and of course I've never actually in the natural, Fought a battle. I mean, I think about Joshua when he the army went over and they they were taking the land and and they had victory, 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 and then they would get slay, You know, they'd get slayed or whatever. I mean, you know, just the whole progression. And and I feel like it's it's just been a season where, at least for me, he's been teaching me how to stand in the midst of the battle. Even though we know that because we've been doing that. But the intensity has, the intensity of the battle has increased a bit in that, you know, sometimes I feel like I get knocked over, (laughs) and yet I pop right back up, and uh, only by his grace. And in the midst of it, even when there seems to be a measure of loss or a measure of, um, I don't know. It's just a flesh wound, you know, any, anything like that. There's been a grace to get back up and to stand and, and, I, and to rejoice in the midst of it, through all of it, to recognize that um, no matter what we endure, no matter how challenging it might be, that joy that you talked about on Sunday, that joy remains as we stay focused and we continue in our in that measure of rejoicing and partnering in grace. And I, I'm not explaining this very well because I really don't understand it. I'm just trying to express what it's been, what I felt just through the laboring through the days, I guess really since we were in France. But I think so much of it is, crossing into new territory and and I think it's indicative of the days ahead. I think the new territory that we've crossed into is very much characteristic of what we're gonna face and so he's training us, he's preparing us, he's equipping us and strengthening us in our stand. At least I felt that way. Yeah. And you know there's been times when I haven't had the energy to even pray and that can be very alarming to me. And I know it's a spirit. Your spirit's never weary. Your spirit's never tired. But sometimes it gets you. And sometimes all you can do is just be quiet and, con- and, and, and connect on such a deep level where <laughs> you know that just your stand is 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 all that matters at the moment. Does that make sense? But anyway, so I I don't know. It's just been a really unique season and in so many different ways. But his grace has been sufficient through the, through through it all. And um, I, I also I also sense that, um, this will just be the prophetic hour here, since we're in the prophetic month now. You know, December can be very distracting in, in the natural. <laughs> it really can be. and and we talked about this last year. I remember sitting up here talking about this and and I was feeling even over Thanksgiving, just in serving because I served. That's what I did. I could feel my my heart and my spirit so desperate to stay, so focused and to be to have such single vision in my pursuit and in in my identity but i felt like i was pulled in a thousand directions and it's like mary martha i mean i don't know how else to say that 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 battle right there in december is ever been as characteristic that for at least for me and so i have found myself really um f- focusing on being focused how about that and and having that single vision and yesterday the Lord gave me a, a, a scripture cast your cares upon upon him, for he cares for you. And when I looked, it was here in prayer yesterday morning, when I looked it up, that word for, for cast your cares, you've probably taught on this, literally is a dividing. It's like you're you being divided. And I feel like that's an influence that tries to come against us, and it's been trying to come, against, at least against me, to try to, to get me my focus divided, when right now my focus needs to be on welcoming the Lord. I mean, if December is characteristic of anything, even though we don't know that he was born on December 25th, but nonetheless, symbolically, I mean, we should always be focused on welcoming him and not on the cares of this world and all these things that just want to distract us and so i speak that over every every saint that your vision would be single and that you'd be able to you'd have the grace to keep your focus and that the kingdom doesn't shut down not even on christmas day and that we would be really available and standing ready for duty no matter what is happening around us and so I'm, I'm just going to lay, I'm laying claim to that because, I mean, even preparing for this journey and the ministry that, that we're going to do, I feel the, the pro- prolific nature of it, but I have felt the enemy, or maybe it's just my flesh contending for my focus because I've been so busy tending to family and, and things like that, which is a good thing. It's a noble thing, but balancing it is, is, can be tricky. So that's my story.
0: <laughs> Printed copies of this Printed story go, are available yes. for you your, can send best your best gift.
1: offering. <laughs> hmm. No, but I know it's a challenge. I mean, you know what it's like during Christmas. It's oh, like, yeah. Um,
0: oh yeah, uh, which is just uh, let's see, one. Two, how many? See, today is the third, tenth, seventeenth, twenty-one, three days. weeks. Yeah. Holy moly moly.
1: Let's keep him in Christmas. Let's keep let's keep the reason for the season intact. <laughs>
0: yes, thank God we can say Christmas again. And not let the cares of this world <laughs>
1: and rebuke all those <coughs> demonic
0: Starbucks cups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, um So, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to
1: make an announcement. Make it. So this weekend we should have a brand new Voices broadcast up for you to hear by our beloved sister Vicki Sparrow. Wow. Vicki, if you're listening, this is a reminder. <laughs> yeah, and we haven't had um, an updated broadcast in a couple weeks, so I'm looking forward to that. Don't miss it. Remember, you can access it on Spotify, um, probably by Saturday afternoon or through the website, which you all know that drill. So,
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: And then this is the month of the prophetic in the progression of the fivefold, where November was the month of the teacher seer, which we did talk about. Then we have the prophetic. Then January will be the month of the apostle. Then February, the month of the evangelist. And then we roll into seminar month in the month of the pastor. So um, I'm not really sure what that's going to mean for us as a people or for you individually, but just know that this is the month of the prophetic. And so prophesy, prophesy, prophesy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Covet to do so. <clears> that's <throat> all I got. Well, um, so tomorrow night is Wednesday Night Live. <coughs> then Saturday is First Saturday Prayer. Um, we're going to be ministering in Verviers <coughs> on Thursday with Alan and Colette. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday we will be in Tournai um we are uh, we're looking forward to what God's going to continue to do to in His timetable, to raise up the mighty army in, in Western Europe of saints. And um, we just we just make proclamation that by next year at this time, There will be so many new outposts of intercessors fulfilling the work of the saintly calling that it might bring glory to our Heavenly Father. And um, we ask for an anointing to impart the burden of this calling in a way that um, you know, in a way that will be specially directed by God. You know, I think early on when we first uh, were touched by the Spirit and diversities of tongues and the awakening of the, um, you know, the calling of sonship um there was a there was a great anointing for people to receive diversities of tongues and um we we need a quickening of that anointing but we now we need a quickening and and we're already seeing it in brazil and in so many other places a hunger for this message um which is god's message but but we need we need uh, a heightened anointing for that in in nations. I think one of the things that has helped us in South America is that God in His divine timetable has earmarked the Hestemes and the outposts of the glory in that continent for the end time. So we recognize that. So it's kind of like you know. Being an umbrella salesman in a rainstorm, I mean people are hungry because they, it's all around them. Some of the places we're going are are things that God places that God's ordained, but not with the groundswell that we have that we've enjoyed in in South America. And so, um, what we need is to know that God has ordained people and called them to stand in gaps and to stand in wilderness areas and those folks are just as important and perhaps even more so than those that are in the the flood waters of his visitation and we need an anointing to minister this message to people in those conditions because you know again it's a lot of it is understanding the way the way god moves and you know people even experienced mature saints can be immature and really foolish regarding this because you know they they get all warm and fuzzy about uh, a pentecost moment and then you know Six years later, you're still supposed to be praying in the Spirit. You're supposed to be moving in diversities of tongues. Well, I wish it was back like when God opened the skies and tongues of fire came and, you know, everybody, thousands of people were praying in the xenolalias of the various nations. Well, yeah, but according, I've read the Scripture a few times. There's only been one visitation like that. And so we have to learn from this. We have to learn from it to recognize God birthed a movement. God is raising up, according to his timetable, a continent. Uh, But other places are dealing with other divestments of the assignment of God, and, you know, it's not going to be the same everywhere, but God is the same everywhere. So what I guess I'm coming back to is we need to be wise and mature and r- recognize that this message is for everybody but not everybody is the same you know what we face here in Dallas is different from what people face in other places even though we are serving the same god with the same mission mis- mis- mission at the same throne So, I guess what I'm saying is um, we need an anointing to break whatever yoke of opposition or resistance is endemic to the place where we've been called to go. And I'm honestly, but then again, there are some places where, you know, Jesus faced this. He'd go into a place and. You know he couldn't do any mighty work because they would not enter into that place at the right hand, and um, so and then there are places where he taught. You know you go into the place if people are not going to accept the peace I've given you the assignment, you shake off the dust and go, and but you know you're and you're going to encounter things like that. I sure have. We have, but then there are those that you know God has called. And you need to have a, a capacity of his anointing to help them to break through. You look like you're ready to say something.
1: No, I'm trying not to cough. No, I'm not.
0: Oh, well, you were sidling up to the mic there. I thought you were.
1: No, I'm just repositioning. Okay. <laughs> no, you're preaching it, brother.
0: Well, you know, again, I, I do believe this is something we need. You know, and, and we God, I could we could tell stories about places that we've gone into to minister. And you, you think, why am I here? And you're there because God led you. And it's good for, you know, Babe Ruth only got hits three out of ten times. And what about those seven other times? Uh, I remember that story that I've told before where Jack Deere I don't know if he's, I'm sure he's still, I don't know. Is he alive still? I don't know. But Jack Deere said he went into a place and <laughs> he was going to speak and he looked out over the group and, and he thought, Lord, I'm here. I know you call me here. What are you doing in this place? And he said, I'm not doing anything. Don't you try to start something? <laughs> now, you have to know what, what that means. I think there are sometimes we're called to speak into places and speak into scenarios where um, you know God needs us to go and speak, but it's it's more to be a clarion call Oh, God. I, remember, I there's so many of these stories. I'll never forget that time we went and we were in Switzerland. We had a bigger team of people. And we were in the Dirk Nowitzki Salvation Army Hall and spoke the message on Proskineo, And, you know, so we're going to lead people now to go and pray. And we're all laying there praying, and there's some funny things happening, different ways people are praying. And after about 20 minutes, I looked up, and probably 95% of the people that were in that packed building were still sitting there, eyes wide open looking. And I thought, dear God, this is is a Norman Rockwell moment. It's
1: like a theatron. (laughs) It was crazy.
0: And I thought, what didn't they understand about this message? What is it? And I'm not faulting the Swiss people, but what I'm saying is, somehow in the economy of God, we did everything we were supposed to do and we were seeking. The presence of the Lord was in that room. And I don't know, I don't know what, yeah, you're right, I think it was a theatron. In the natural. <laughs> One time I went with Bless and Muray to this place to speak. And we go into this room, there's probably 50 people in there. And I spoke about, I thought, okay, now I'm just going to have to give testimony here. I'm going to have to, because these people don't know anything about us. and And it was just me and them. And when I finished, I could feel the presence of the Lord. And those folks were no more, and again, from my perspective, no more interested in what I had just said than the man in the moon. And the pastor of the place said, thank you, brother, for that testimony. That was very interesting. (laughs) Very interesting. (laughs) So, you know, you, you don't know. Why God leads you to certain places, um, but you know you're you're there for Him.
1: I think you know. What I think is my mic off? Yes, it's on. Oh, you know the early days when God would send us to a continent to pray, yeah. where we didn't have an appointment, we didn't have an, we didn't have a church to go to. Minnesota, we went and we we prayed and. And I think a lot of it (coughs) has to do with what I mentioned on Sunday from Romans 8 about a big part of our calling is to go into the nations and to call forth just through the esteme to release um, or I guess to draw forth you know if the whole earth is is crying out for the manifestation of the sons of god and i think that this year is going to be really indicative of that just by virtue of what happened in ohio yeah i think nature is crying out i think the earth is crying out and i think that bondage that this earth has been under just crying out for the these pockets of god's glory to be freed I think that's going to be a big part of this year, and I think that that tapping into that histeme and drawing that forth is going to ignite the people. Right. And so I speak that forth too, because I think that is something that this year of wisdom is really going to is going to be characterized by us partnering with the earth, with us partnering with um, God's creation, and and yet we need the the people of that histeme to stand. Yeah. But I think that God's going to use that and there's going to be an anointing there. Yeah. And so I just wanted to add that.
0: Yeah, that's a good word.
1: I mean, I, I so strongly felt that, that a big part of the bondage that I've been feeling has been not about me. It's about what we're facing, what we're going into to truly bring freedom to um, these places that are in bondage to to release the glory and have the just a free flow of the river. In mm-hmm. those dry places, and so uh, I'm so down for that. Yeah, and that really was the message that we brought in France, which is so interesting that so much of, of the attacks that I have faced, and I don't want to call them attacks. It's because it's he uses it all, but the things that I have had to contend with over the last couple of weeks, so much of it came. On the tail, on the on the the end of the fulfillment of what we did and what we released, re-released we in France, which is so interesting to me because God has begun so many things through that nation. Oh yeah. And so it's just, it's just one more thing that, um, yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Well, God has His ways. They're mysterious.
1: <laughs> it's probably a good thing because if we knew. Oh. Like I was, I was ta- I was ministering with some of the young people, and and you know they, they get caught up in people asking them, so what are you going to do when you graduate? Do you have a job lined up? Do you have an internship lined up? And these kids, they just want to follow God, and they 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 fall into this measure of shame if they're still just waiting on the Lord, and so that's a big part of 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 a way that God was having us minister to them, and my son included. Um, he he's finally found peace with saying, you know what, I don't know yet, but God does. But anyway, um, I was telling them that if I had known what I was going to be doing now, 22 years ago, it would have created all kinds of probably chaos inside of me to think, how in the world am I going to be doing that? But But God didn't show that. God shows it along the way as we are obedient to do. And then he teaches us. And then he empowers us, and we do. And, and it's such a pathway of, of knowing and not knowing Yeah, that is such a beautiful thing, because had I known, I don't know if I would have surrendered to the process that prepared me to be able to go into the nations and preach the word. Right. So...
0: Well, and, and I think, too, part of... Oh, there's so many factors in that. Um, I think about going into France those first places, uh, CLN and then monte Lemar and the hundreds and hundreds of people that were just m- majestically touched by the presence of the Lord, and God did something through that, but the best, I don't want to say the best thing, the lasting thing are those that decided they would be disciples of the Lord.
1: Right. And be taught.
0: Yes, because it's about being because taught. that's the that is the apex. It's sonship <clears throat> and it's taking a stand. So, you know, I think there's there's a there's a a blend yeah. where you have visitations, but people can get off. They can get addicted to that, and um, but the end result is not a visitation. It's kind of like when he had Elijah at the top of the mountain and he's breaking the rocks and lightning is hitting and all that stuff. <coughs> And what did God say? You know, I am in this quiet voice to you. Mm-hmm. And I am in the mantle of what I've called you to be. Mm-hmm. And people don't, Elijah didn't want that. You know, people don't, people want that, but the flesh doesn't want that. And so I'm very grateful for the Lord allowing us. As saints to embrace that. Uh, and I pray that he helps us to continue. And I also see we're past time. Past. So please pray for us and uh stand with us on behalf of this mission, and we thank you for that. Wednesday night live tomorrow, first Saturday this weekend, voices broadcast this weekend. Pastor Fabian speaking here on Sunday, and um We'll be back next week. Same on. bat time, <laughs> same bat channel. Did you watch Batman when you were little? Uh-huh. You did. Did you like it? I did. Okay, it's gonna just gonna clarify. It's gonna have to lay hands on you if you. No, said I no. did watch Batman. <laughs> 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 One story. I was watching Batman when I was a little kid, <laughs> and. Uh, Every time I'd go to the grocery store with my mother, there was an LP album rack up by the checkout counter. And there was Batman. The Batman. I wish I still had that album. It's probably worth a lot of money. And I told my mom I wanted that. And she said, no, we don't have the money to waste on that. And every time I'd look at it, I'd pick it up and look at it. And then one day, after months, they discounted that album down to like 50 cents or 45 cents. And I said, look, Mom, it's only this amount of money. I'll pay for this. I've got that money at home. And she said, okay. So I bought that album. It had a big picture of the Batmobile on the front. What was the music? It was just songs from the show. You know, the theme and then other goofy songs that I'd never heard before. It was kind of a jazzy thing. And um, so anyway, same bad time, same bad channel. And thanks for tuning in. So God bless all of you. Adios, amigo.